Hey, this is John Sally, and thanks for listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Katie Dalebout, author of the book Let It Out, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hello, my name is Don Jose Ruiz, co-author of the FIFA Agreement, and you're listening to Humble Warrior Podcast. Hey, it's Jason Robel, the author of Eternity, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Yo, this is Tommy, TommyMacYoga.com. You are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Handstands, everyone. Hi, this is Bob Ross. I'm a teacher of Transcendental Meditation, and you're listening to a great show, the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is PJ Fleck, rowing the boat at Western Michigan Football. You're listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises. I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. And this is the Humble Warrior Podcast. First show for 2017. Welcome back. Hello, Humble Warriors. And on this week's episode, we have in studio for the third podcast in a row, he is the greatest, Dr. Cassius Drake. Hello. Hello, doctor. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy to be here. I want to thank everybody for subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, following us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So, we got big stuff to do this year, baby. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. I have had the craziest week, but here we are, and we are ready to roll. We are ready to roll, man. We got a lot of stuff going on. So, you have a... I have, you know, we're going, you know, we've been going down this journey with my book. I pulled something out that was not going to be in the book, and it's just basically kind of just been sitting in, in my documents for quite some time. I just put on as a blog uh, today, so this is this podcast will go out a week later. But it was called the twenty first. It's called the twenty first century masculinity: men helping men. And I thought something to kick off the new year was for me to read this blog, and then having two guys here, we'll have a discussion about it. Sound good? Read away. Here we go. Our hearts are not made of bone; they're made of muscle. The muscle can be ripped or torn, but not broken. Over time, our hearts take a beating, and some bruises last longer than others. Hearts cannot be broken, only egos can. Our hearts don't need a cast to heal. How it heal is letting go of ego. Look at all the times in your life when you may say, my heart was broken, or she or he may broke my heart. What does that mean? The deeper meaning is that when we connect those dots, we created these experiences, the old self. The birth of the true self is what one may call transformation or born again. It's when we know that love surrounds us always. Our ego is needed to be broken so we can comprehend compassion, forgiveness, kindness, and love. We needed to learn to be gentle with ourselves as we heal and patient as we heal. The healing process turns into caring for one's soul, which ultimately turns into loving oneself unconditionally. When the true self emerges, it understands when the ego comes into play. The ego doesn't go away. It loses its grip on us. Here and there, the ego will come into play. Ah, but we are aware, alert, present. We are warriors, and we know when it does. And when it does, we let it go. When we go through a process of healing, we learn vulnerability. One may think vulnerability is displaying weakness or being soft, but in truth, it is way more. Vulnerability is about sharing one's feelings, but more importantly, feeling those feelings. 
As men, we tend to push those feelings down, not wanting to show whatever emotion may arise. I did that for most of my life. What I found was, when I took the chance to start sharing, I was not alone. It took a long time, starting with my writing, putting those feelings on paper. The yoga broke me down, teaching me vulnerability, and then brought me back up. Our generation of men were never taught by the men that came before us, our fathers or grandfathers, as they didn't have the tools nor the information we have today. The 21st century male has challenges ahead of him. Who is the role model for the millennial and younger generation? The reality is we are, and we as a unit of awake and aware men need to come together. We need to show that vulnerability is true strength and a way of life. We need to show how we overcome obstacles. Over time, the male ego has made us men look weak. Look at the United States past United States presidential race, the bickering of men, letting their egos get the best of them. Is this the role model we want our sons and young men to follow? How can we make this shift? The first shift of change is with us individually. You all have the tools you need, the powers within each one of us. Please change on a dime and don't let it take 20 years like it did for me. Write your story. When you are ready, share it. Share it with your son. Share it with other men. Share it with your partner and the boys who look up to you. It will help other men do the same. A great resource to read other men's stories and share yours is on the Good Men Project. That's goodmenproject.com. This website was designed for men to share their stories and help other men. Three and a half million people visit this site per month. The male ego is okay as long as it's not taking advantage of another brother or putting one of us down. You see, my brothers, we are all connected. Connect, connected. If I sleep with a man's wife, I hurt my brother. I hurt our tribe. I hurt our race of men. If I talk against my brother in business in order to climb the ladder, I hurt our tribe. If I judge any man for their belief system, the color of their skin, the job they occupy, I hurt our tribe. Most of all, I hurt my soul, spirit, heart, and my purpose. I may still be a man, but truly, then my actions speak louder than my gender placement. As a man against men, I'm not good enough as a human or as a brother. I say no more to that type of living here. As a man amongst men, I am good enough, and so are you, my brother. The war we fight is the good fight. We fight the war, with, we fight the war within hearts, in our hearts and souls, only to emerge as the new male leaders in the world, bringing a band of brothers one by one. We are the warriors that lead by action more than words. We lead by taking care of our body, mind, and spirit, and walking the walk. Men of the true self know that living a life of purpose is all within the essence of who we are and why we were created. The younger men of this world need us. I see too many suicides of good young men in my own backyard. These men were raised right. There comes a, there comes a time in every man's life when they may ask the question, who am I? What am I supposed to do with my life? Who can I follow and learn from? Now, the who am, the who am I question could take all of us a lifetime to explore. But it's the second question and third question are the answers the young men need. This is where we, as courageous leaders and mentors, step in. Thank God that I was saved when I was ready to leave the world. I'm ready to pay that back now. When I was young and suicidal, Jesus became my mentor out of desperation. Many young men are confused more than our generation. Many men in our generation feel that their religion let them down, so they went seeking elsewhere. I'm one of those men. I'm not religious, though I do find the church for me is a place of tranquility from time to time. This is a spiritual message, not a religious one. What about those school grades? There is more pressure than ever for our kids to get the best grades. For the ones who take this to heart as a measure of their own worth or value, they pound themselves with learning mostly senseless stuff that will not serve them in the game of life. This is where we come in. 
we as men need to back our metaphorical bikes, feel the freedom of the ride, and start sharing that playfulness with our young men. Living with freedom and service is a life of purpose. We as men need to heal ourselves, overcome our obstacles, and use this as the fuel to live out our life purpose of freedom, self-awareness, and service. God gave each one of us our unique set of challenges so that we can persevere and come out the other side of finding our true self and then bring that light out to share with the world. God slash universe is always with us. Our relationship continues to grow. My work is living proof. The days of fear, worry, stress, and anxiety are greatly diminished, almost gone. My new life is all about love, trust, surrender, service. It's about following and listening to my heart. I want to thank everyone, the reader, and our listeners for sharing this with me. We are all connected. Many blessings on the journey to living a purposeful life. That's it, boys. Thank you. Yeah. You've been through a lot. When did you write this? This was probably at least three to four months ago. Hmm. So like with that presidential race, that's what's kind of was just Trump was just starting out. Uh, he just he already he was won just, his president elect. No, no, he was, no, he was just starting out. He was going with the two. Who are the two other guys in the uh, Republican Party? I forgot the two other guys he was going against. Rubio and uh, yeah. what's his face? Uh, Ted Cruz. Yeah, right. that's when that was written. Way back then. Yep. Okay. Well, that's a while ago. It's not the best example of masculinity. <laughs> right. Right. right, right, yeah, right. no, yeah, but that's the that's the definition of masculinity right. as we know it in today's mm-hmm. society, right? Is this outward appearance of strength, of power, and putting someone else down, right, right. Yeah. to make you look to make yourself look bigger, right? Yeah, right, and unfortunately, and so, being successful at that, right? Fortunately, right. So I mean. We're learning the most powerful position in our country. That's how we're being taught to operate, right? For something that well, one that's may the, want, right? That's, 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 that's an example, right? And yet we know it's going to be, we know how it's going to work. That model of masculinity, right? you know, we know where that's going. We know where that's taking us. It, you know, it's a setup for disaster. Mm-hmm. So... So what can we do? So here we so, go. I got questions. Yeah, go ahead. I got questions. Good. That's it. I need answers, man. All right, bring it. You know, as you're growing up, you're always, and, and I'm guilty of this. I, You know what? I just did this with my own children. I have a boy and a girl. <laughs> you know, there's this idea of toughness, right? And one of the examples is you're not supposed to cry. Right? Don't cry. Mm-hmm. Don't cry. Mm-hmm. I told my son the other day, stop crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what are you crying about? And, you know, if my daughter's crying, I'm like, what's the matter? Mm-hmm. Tell me how you feel. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a pattern that we repeat mm-hmm. over and over. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to escape, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. You have all daughters. Right, yeah, yeah, it's tough, and that might have that might have changed you <clears throat> a bit. I'm sure that changed you a lot. But having both, you kind of like I I walked the line. My daughter, the same on the opposite end of the spectrum. My daughter said, 
She's got these gray. This morning had all the snow, so I put her snow pants on, and they're gray snow pants. She goes, "Why do I have to wear these gray snow pants?" I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "It's not even a girl color." (laughs) (laughs) I said, "Well, there is to her. You know what I said to her? There are no boy and girl colors." Hmm. Now, if my son were putting on pink pants, you you would say something. Definitely would not have said that. Oh. So there are boy and girl colors. There are boy and girl colors. Where it's very hard to untangle. But I think those are just examples of how in everyday life you just you you battle this without even knowing you it's a battle. Those are just ingrained ingrained things that come out. Right. You know? Well and that yeah. And when it's getting though that to the awareness and like we had a conversation early to, to, to you start catching yourself now. Sure. In those instances, whereas you could be just going through the motions. You know, it was interesting because of this piece. I met with a guy yesterday. Um, guy in his mid-40s, successful guy, entrepreneur. Um, good story about uh, he's had his own obstacles. But, and, uh, but he said something was very interesting. Yeah, he said, he's like, Chris, I always battled with, I didn't realize it as I was growing up, as I was penalized for being nice. Oh, yeah. Because in my heart, I'm just a nice guy. But, and he was an athlete and basketball player, walked on, played, you know, Division One basketball. And he was like, so I had to battle that growing up that I couldn't be too nice. Right. Or, you know, that Well, what's the cliche? Nice, right. nice, nice guys finish last. Right. Right. right, right. But you don't get that when you're growing up and you're playing sports. No, you do get that. Nice, guy, yeah. okay. nice guys He's finish, finish last. last. Right. Right. Yeah, right. I get it. I get it. Yeah, right. And so, you know, but that's something that, you know, you know, one had to work on is now embrace that quality of being a nice guy all the mm. time. Well, they'll run over me. You yeah, can't, right. you, you can't, can't be, nice. be nice in this world. Right. You'll get run over. That's the right. belief. Right. That's the belief system. Right. Is that if you're nice in this world, you're getting run over and taken advantage of. Yes. And people will abuse it. Yep. You know. So, so what do you do? You know, right. if this if this if you know, if this model of masculinity has 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 run its course and we have to, you know, walk a new path of of love and and and, and inner strength, um, you know. How do we get there? What's the first step? Mm-hmm. You know, there's something you said that, um, you know, in your first paragraph here that, uh, you know, a heart cannot be broken. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's a powerful statement. I think there's a lot of people listening that would say, well, my heart was broken. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so what do you mean? What is it about a heart mm-hmm. that can't break? Because mm-hmm. we know we know all about the, the ego and the, and the wiles of the, the ego and it's, the links it'll go to stay in power or not feel pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is it about the heart that doesn't break? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where I was coming from that is for myself, and my perspective, the heart is a muscle, right? It's not a bone. Mm-hmm. Right. So you really, so if you took a heart out, you can't, I don't think you can break it. Can you? I mean, you're a doctor. Could you break a heart? I mean, I'll see them stop working. Yeah. Well, that's, you know? yeah. Um, so under that terminology, a heart is broken, right? If it's right. not working. So, you know, but, a physical heart can, can stop working properly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
but what about the the metaphorical heart, yeah. you know, the emotional heart, the spiritual heart? So where, where this came for me is I really, you know, this is the inner work and this is stuff we talked about, is I really, when you heal back your past wounds all the way from child, mm. you, have to, you have to start asking yourself why. Or, you know, when my heart was broken or my heart was broken by a parent or by a girlfriend or by a wife or by is is to even go deeper a little bit Mm -hmm. it's hard because you really find something out about yourself along the way and i think that that's where i came in with the ego thing like it's almost purposeful to feel those feelings at the time that you may not realize it but really to break you down (laughs) Yes. And to humble you. Yes. So you really can get to the true essence of who you are. Which is unbreakable. Right. In right. the end. In the end. In the end. You know, there is a... And we are. You know, there is an essence of us that is unbreakable. Mm-hmm. That sometimes you have to get broken to get all the way down to. All the way down to. You know, and I think some of that toxic masculinity... Is is the fight we put against that process? Right. You know, any, anything possible not to go through that process of mm-hmm. letting the ego fall apart and go through what it has to go through to to discover that that true strength and power mm-hmm. um, of of love and and connection that sometimes you just can't get to and, and, until your ego explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, trying to hold that together or trying to keep that ego built up at, at all costs, I mean, we see the the great damage that that can do. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I think that that's the that sort of model of, of masculinity that's running its course. And that could be the physical damage to the heart. Yeah, the physical damage, um, which I'm sure in shows down the road we'll be able to talk about. Yes. Um, so what is it about? So, so what is it about the ego that creates this conflict? Well, I'm just going to talk it from my perspective. Yeah, well, this, yeah, this. Yeah. So until I became vulnerable and started sharing my feelings of how I was feeling when I was, let's say, broken or hurt or confused I was letting go of ego as opposed to saying everything's all right Mm. it will be okay Mm. you know when we always say it will be okay oh it's gonna be okay to anybody it's gonna be okay you'll get through it Mm -hmm. I think in order to really be able to, for me to authentically say that to someone, John, it's going to be okay, whatever. That for myself and the stuff I've dealt with, that I was very vulnerable, vulnerable, be in a position to say, you know what, I think it's going to be okay, as opposed to saying I think it's going to be okay. Through my own experiences of being able to share as a, and actually mean it that it's going to be okay. Does that make any sense? I don't know. You might have lost me in that one. <laughs> I felt you. I felt yeah. where you were going with it. You, you felt where I, I felt so, where you were going. With it. 
<laughs> so I'll say four. You can say it again, though. Good thing we got a again. third. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm going to say the more ego self of one my, me, let's say for my example, of not being humbled and, and being able to express and share vulnerability is if you came to me with a problem or an issue or wanted to share, that I can go in, I can really go deeper with you if you so choose because I was able to go deep within myself as opposed to being surf, surface level and saying, dude, it's going to be okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Instead of willing to be able to go there with you and and go deeper. So you're saying that when people say it's going to be okay is really a cop out to really discussing what's right. happening. What's going Some, on? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. You know, the same mm-hmm. words can have a very different meaning and power depending on where the person's talking from, you know. So, you know, there's the everything's going to be okay you know, which is sort of the mask and smile. Yeah, everything's going to be okay crying on the inside. Hmm. But, you know, uh, you know, as Chris was saying, when, when you've been through some stuff and you've been through some brokenness and you've been vulnerable and you've survived, then you can say to somebody, it's going to be okay. And it's hmm. the same word with a very different meaning. Hmm. One of the things that we talk about in my martial arts practice is the discovery and destruction of the ego. Mm-hmm. And I find this really interesting because there's, when you think of martial arts, especially in today's world where MMA is very prevalent, right? You just think of these fighters, these just all, these men, these, the strength Mm-hmm. Right, this power. And really, martial arts is the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we we punch, we kick. We know how to do all these deadly techniques. However, you know, it's traditional martial arts is about not fighting. Mm-hmm. Right. We do all these, we learn all this stuff and practice it over and over and over so we don't have to do it. Right. So that we can learn how to merge energy instead of block energy. And I think it's interesting because it's the same dynamic that, we, that I talked about earlier. It's just this yin and yang, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's fighting but not fighting. Right. It's being masculine but not being masculine. And I think... It's the, it's kind of that dichotomy that somehow gets confusing at some point, mm-hmm. you know, and it's hard to accept because you're like, well, this is this is this is brutal. Mm-hmm. I can I can take your life mm-hmm. with this technique, but the reason we talk about the discovery and destruction of ego is because I know I can do that, and I'm choosing. Not to. I'm choosing a different path. And I think part of what you've read is at some point, as a man, you need to decide and choose what you're going to do and the path that you're going to take. Right. And take 
full responsibility of that. Yep. Instead of just saying, this is how I was raised, or right. this is what a man is supposed to be, or, right. or you know, if I'm nice, I'm going right. to finish last, right? Mm-hmm. At some point, you just you stand up and you just say, no, I'm doing it this way. This way. And, and I think that, you know, for me, you know, uh, for close to 20 years, you know, writing has helped me explore that writing. And I think what's important with this, with this writing for me was the second part of this is truly viewing all men as one mm. and as brothers is in a tribe because how that over the years, at least in my life alone, that I'm finally at a place where I want to operate that way. Yes. And how growing up in the conditions and just daily life, that is not displayed. Mm-hmm. As men truly taking care of each other as other men, strangers. It doesn't matter who we are, but really being pride in a man, like just in our gender. <laughs> well, our genders, it's, it's, there's, yeah. a, there's like a war going on yeah. in the, yeah, within, the within, within our own yeah. gender. Because, I mean, think about it. We're, we always talk about sports, right? Right. One of the things, one of the prevailing things that's happening in football is this whole head injury thing, mm-hmm. right? It's concussions and, and trying to protect the players. Well, that's one side of the argument. The other side of the argument is you're taking the football out of football. Right. You're taking the toughness out of it. You're making them sissies. This isn't even the game anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is that saying? What is that saying, really, about us as people, us as brothers? Right. That's right. Right? Even right. a game has to be about brutality. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's a game. Right. right. You know, but if, if you aren't, if, if brain damage can't be a part of the game, then, then you're a wuss. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and it, 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 lent itself to this bigger bigger idea i think of how fragile i'm saying it, you get, i'm saying it how fragile the male ego is right mm-hmm. is that you cannot accept any type of weakness right you, right right because right. essentially that's what that argument says in that anybody you know i'm not entertained by this i need the blood right. i need Mm-hmm. Okay. You need and where you, that, my brother, <laughs> need to look inside right, deeper. Is what you need, right? Because where, where does that come from? Yeah. And why? That, why is why that fulfilling it, you? Right. Why does that give you fulfillment? Why does right. that make you feel better? Right. And does it need to? Is that really who you are? Right. right. And and when and when you use the example of sports, I mean, this is what's so interesting. I'm now 46. There's not too many 46-year-old men playing professional sports. So what I mean by that is it's really, we're talking a young man's game. Sure. And that's really just the beginning of life because it really takes, you know, we, we all some here for 20 years, some here for 40 years, some mm-hmm. for 60, 80, 100, whatever. But life is a journey. And so sometimes we identify sports with, the male ego or, or just the, you know, that persona, but that is such a small window in one's lifetime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
that it's interesting to hear, right? That if I'm on the TV and I'm still it's whatever age watching and wanting that brutality, that really just stems back from probably something going way back. Sure. Way back. Sure. And I think we've, I mean, really, we can go into a whole thing about sports and money and everything. But at the end of the day, I believe that playing a sport and either individual or team is really at the core. It's about your expression of being the best that you can be. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Right. And learning about yourself along the way. Right. Mm -hmm. Not Mm -hmm. how much money I make or how many championships I win or lose or anything. It's, it's really, we've lost our way. We've, you know, we've pushed our children into these things to achieve and to be the best and not the best because the best that they can be, but the best because that's the expectation that they have to live up to. Mm-hmm. And I think those are two, two really different things. Absolutely. They do. I and struggle I th- with that too. And my sons, you know, you were talking about grades. Sure. You know, I push my boys to, to get the, the best grades that they can and, and to do well in school. And should I just be teaching them to have a love of learning? I, am I teaching them why they're learning in the first place? Or am I just teaching them to shoot for the, shoot for the goal at, at whatever cost, at cost to your own inner peace, right? You know, cost to your own sleep, your own rest, right. get the reach the goal at whatever cost versus um, learn this for the love of learning. And that's, you know, I, I mean, I think there's, there's two sides of that. I mean, per, there's nothing wrong with perseverance. You know, no, there's nothing wrong with, tr- with trying hard right. to achieve a goal. Right. Um, but I also think, you know, there, it, you have to make sure that you're striving for the right reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I think we have, you know, an example from the election again of, you know, the seeking of power for for power's sake. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and, you know, not, you know, there's there's the ego power of of step on people, triumph over over adversity. And then there's the inner power, mm-hmm. you know, the inner power, the strength of the heart, mm-hmm. the strength of love, uh, the strength of of spiritual connection, um, which is not so active. Mm-hmm. It's more of a passive power. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a power you can feel by not even doing anything, you know, just sitting and encompassing it. And it doesn't have the same sort of, I guess, ego jazz as, as you know, winning the presidency as opposed to, um, uh, you know, quietly being uh, a loving presence mm-hmm. or, or a guiding light to your, to your children and your family and your in, in your community. Um, but I, I think you know the 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 transition we're going through now uh, as men is is learning how to be that because I, I mean I think the three of us here we're all in our forties and we all kind of tumbled and fell along and and found it on our own in whatever way it came. We didn't have many shining examples of it in our life because it's just not a whole lot of it. Right, right. You know, and and so here we are saying, um, hey, it can be different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not all about striving and triumph and, and power. You know, that stuff feels good when you get it. 
Um, but it's not everything. You it's know, not how the you reason you're there. doing it. Right. You know, why you do it and, and how and why you do it matter more than where you get to, um, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot, a lot of stuff to that we th- that our generation could pass down to the men you know below right. us by just start maybe you know work's always a great one i wish someone really said this to me uh now i've been most of my career has been entrepreneurial but i i did talk to one of my old partners a while ago why i left and it was very interesting because at the time i did not really know it until years later by working on myself but if there's a young young man or woman right now and you're in a job and you're you're miserable because of other people or because of the workplace you need to you need to do the work and find out why mm-hmm. you need to and not blame anyone or you know anything for your circumstance but to really just get to that answer why because if you don't get to that answer why it's going to repeat itself in another place or another location or with another person. Mm-hmm. And it's to really strive that we're talking about to be the best overall person you can be. And then really the way you could be the best overall person you can be is to work on yourself yes. internally and get to a comfort of like really loving yourself. And then therefore, you can walk and do in and, and whatever whatever area of life you're in, you have more tools in your toolbox. And it's a lot of work ahead of us. It is a but lot it's of work a lot of work. But um but I feel like we're getting there. I mean we didn't have the resources we had here twenty years ago. No. With wellness. Did you hear about the word wellness twenty years ago? No. What what is wellness or holistic? Right. No, those things did not right. exist. Right. Spiritual, you know, spiritual, being I mean, spiritual, you right? Woo woo, right? You know, um, but there, there's a lot of those transitions yeah. happening right now from the old, old ways. Yoga, of power. yoga, been around five thousand years. Yoga studios, you know. I mean, that's interesting it's though, a, because it's it's, you know, if you think about it, <clears throat> there's my teacher says environment. Environment is stronger than will. Mm. And I thought, hmm, really? But it is. If you, you know, our, our, our friend PJ Flex says, if you, put, if you surround yourself with turds, you're going to turdville. Yeah. <laughs> right. right? Right. Right? No matter how strong your will is. Right. So part of it is put yourself in the right place. Right. Right. Surround yourself with the right things, the right people. Right. The right environment. Absolutely. And you got to work on your will, too, because I, I, I believe that a lot of what we we deem as power is actually it's kind of innate in us as human beings. Mm -hmm. You know, I was playing I was playing a game with my daughter and she just every time she scored, she just had this this burst of joy and I'm like I looked at her I'm like is she happy because it just was so exciting and it's just she's in the moment or is she happy because she's winning mm. so I asked I said you know are you happy why are you happy because I'm winning I'm like gosh <laughs> you're five 
<laughs> five. And yeah. I said, well, you know, it's I'm having fun just playing with you. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, but it's, how, where did that come from? Environment? Maybe. Yeah. Innate? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I think that's why we have to constantly revisit, relook, reexamine, question. Mm-hmm where you're at what you're doing mm-hmm. why you're doing it because mm-hmm. it's it's not easy it's it's not easy but it's rewarding and i think before we got you know before we did the uh we got on the podcast i think we talked about you know the definition of work mm-hmm. and how we've grown up of working the harder you work the you know the the the, the, the quicker we, we success what's success and what work looks like mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with hard work no. at all but really, the real work, the real hard work, is the work within. Yes. The work within one's heart, the work within one's soul, the one's work is to really just to keep asking that question, why, you know, why, 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 how can I get better? What, you know, how can I be a, the best person I can be? And, um, and with that comes the rewards of, like, getting connected with, uh, like-minded people that will help you on the path and not the turds, but one, <laughs> you know, but one's got to do the work within <laughs> to attract one, it, right, right? To attract it. Right. right? Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I'm grateful that I was able to share this piece cause it was just, it was just there and, uh, just to talk about it. Oh, it's so, a good way to kick off yeah. 2017. We'll have more discussion yeah. as the weeks go by and we'll have more, we got all kinds of stuff planned for 2017 so be on the lookout for some changes with the podcast with some new friends that are gonna start with their own shows and um we're looking forward to growing what started out as this humble warrior podcast into uh the hwp network yeah a network of podcasts where we can all start to explore different aspects of ourselves and have different voices contributing to that So I want to thank you for subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, following us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. For myself, Dr. Cash Drake, and Mr. Chris Forte, we'll see you next time. Live brave. Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or visit humblewarriorpodcast.com to listen to our past episodes.